Hello, and welcome to the Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast. We believe all women lawyers deserve to be wealthy women lawyers. Our mission is to provide thought-provoking, powerful, and practical information to help you in creating your own sustainable, wealth-generating law firm without overwork or overwhelm so you can live your best life. I'm your host, Davina Frederick, and I'm so excited for you to meet our guest today. So let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast. This is Davina Frederick, and I'm so glad you're here today. And I hope you really benefit from what I'm going to share with you in today's podcast. I know a lot of you right now, if you're running a solo practice, you are probably trying to grow that practice. And that includes hiring associate attorneys and paralegals and really A-plus performers to help you in your business because we don't want uh, mediocre employees just like we don't want mediocre clients. We want those great clients that we get to serve and help and we want those really great team members to help us get the job done because how else are we going to free ourselves up from working 24-7, 365 days a year unless we have a wonderful team So today I'm going to share with you three strategies for improving your odds of hiring those A-plus performers. I know it's been really difficult right now. There's been the great resignation, the great reshuffle, the great whatever you want to call it. Um, I do hope and believe that that's actually going to sort of shift for employers a little bit um, uh, in the coming months. Um, I have my fingers crossed for everyone that that is going to be the case. But I want to help you um, develop a new way of thinking. So I'm going to share with you kind of the old way and then the new way uh, when it comes to really trying to attract those A-plus performers for and stand out from the crowd, right? So uh, the number one strategy, I want to talk to you about the old way. The old way is making your ad so complex and requiring everyone to jump through a lot of hoops just to apply for the position. Now, when when it was an employer's market and we were getting hundreds of resumes for every job posting we put out there, requiring people to jump through a lot of hoops really helped eliminate a lot of folks that we knew just wouldn't fit in with our culture because we are, you know, law firms require very detail-oriented people who work at a high standard, right? And so we oftentimes you would see ads that would have a whole lot of hoops for people to jump through. Now, it's okay to leave a couple of things in there. If you require people to interact on video a lot uh, through litigation and hearings and meeting with clients, you might request them to submit something, a video of themselves um, doing a certain task or whatever. Um, but what we, we don't want is make it so complicated that people are just put off from the very beginning. Instead, the new way is really to use your ad to sell the awesomeness that it is to work for your law firm. Why do you love what you do? Why are you passionate about the work that you do? Who do you get to serve? Who do you get to help? Really tap into that passion that you have for your work and put that in the ad when you're talking about the firm and why it's so great to work here. We tend to focus on benefits. We think benefits are the thing that's going to sell people. But really what you're wanting to do is tap into that lawyer's love for what they do as a lawyer. They're trying to find a home where they can do job that they love to do. So do they get to go to court more? If there's somebody who wants to develop their career and 
interact with clients more, go to court, work, handle their own cases, and really get to develop those case themes and strategies. Most associates working for large law firms, they're not the ones that get to take all the glory and interact with the clients. They're the ones in the back room doing the grunt work, right? And so really highlight that if you have a small firm, they're going to get an opportunity to, to meet the clients, work with the clients, really help strategize. And also they're going to enjoy mentoring from a seasoned professional. You know, if that's something that you do in your firm, be sure to talk about that. Talk about what it is that you love doing about this work and what you think they'll love about it too. And, and take that opportunity to sell. Recently, I was working with a client on this very thing. She was trying to find people that are a right fit for her law firm. And she is very passionate about the work that she does. She believes it makes a huge difference. Well, when she first put out her ad, it she didn't attract very many people. And she attracted the wrong people, uh, people who she really wasn't looking for. And when I took a look at her ad, uh, I found that it was very repelling, that it was actually going to repel a lot of people from hiring and discourage a lot of people from hiring because she was... She was going on her last experience with hiring and telling people, you know, I don't want this and you're going to need to be this and you're going to need to be that to work here. And I'm, I don't want this. And I know she was, you know, she still needs to have those needs met, but in the way the ad was written, I told her, I said, I wouldn't apply for that ad because I, I felt it was so sort of off-putting and she could get this, get a better result if she switched it around and instead of focusing on what you need to be, focusing on what the law firm believes. So what our philosophy is, we believe in working with um, really great clients and helping them, you know, with get great, terrific results. And we believe in, in building a strong team and having a positive attitude in all that we do. So you see, that's much different than saying, you need to not have a bad attitude and you need to, you know, whatever it is, right? So it's really about shifting your perspective and making it enticing. All right, number two, the third strategy is, um, I actually have four strategies. Sorry, I said three strategies, but I actually have four strategies. The second strategy is to narrow down, who the old way is to narrow down who can apply based on what you think you can afford. So this shows up in, okay, this is the range, the range that I can afford to pay. So I better only seek those attorneys with zero to two years experience because I really can't afford to pay what I think will, you know, more experienced attorneys will want. I recommend a new way. And the new way is, is that you don't focus on the years of experience or the salary range. So don't put that in your ad. I'm looking for X years of experience and here's the salary range, right? Because you're immediately going to eliminate a lot of people. There have been studies that show that men, if they remotely have any interest in a job or feel like they can remotely be qualified, or even if they don't feel like they can 100% qualified, they will apply for a job. But women will look for reasons to eliminate themselves from applying for certain jobs. If women don't meet the criteria exactly they will not apply for the job. And I don't know why a lot of women do this, but there have been studies on it over and over again and have shown this to be true. So what you want to do is not give people reasons to self-eliminate. Um, open yourself up to all kinds of attorneys in your field applying 
because you might be surprised how many experienced attorneys will work within your budgeted salary range. And But that's something you discuss at the negotiation table. This is an opportunity to, for you to see how they negotiate because that's an important skill for attorneys. And really, you want to fit what you pay people based on what they bring to the table. And you may be able to get where you meet their needs through bonusing on build and collected hours, right? So there are all kinds of trade-offs that you may be able to negotiate to get the right person with the right experience. I recently had a client who uh, she had advertised for an attorney um, and really just left herself open to the possibility of who might walk into the door, even though she didn't have a huge budget for it. So she wound up uh, attracting a, a person who had 25 years experience as a litigator, way more experience than she even had. And she has quite a couple decades of experience, but not quite as much as he had. And she was thinking she was going to have to hire somebody with two or three years experience based on what she felt like she could afford. As it turned out, she got this really terrific litigator and um, they were able to negotiate an arrangement that worked well for them. So you don't put yourself in other people's pockets. Don't put yourself in other people's heads and try to guess what it is that they want or don't want. Just be open to the possibilities. Don't close yourself off to all that is possible by letting your own limiting beliefs creep into your ad, okay? So strategy number three, the old way is to have them send, send their resumes to you and have you, you know, you call them to schedule an appointment or you might have your secretary or administrative assistant call them to schedule an appointment. The new way is I want to take as much work off of you as possible because one of the things that is very intimidating about hiring is thinking about how much work is involved. And that's because we are still trying to do everything ourselves. So the new way is to sign, assign another person on your team to handle collecting the resumes, narrowing down the prospects based on a preset criteria, and then having them schedule and facilitate a 10-minute pre-screening interview with those best prospects. Now they can narrow down and eliminate because there will be people who will not show up for the phone call. There will be people who can't communicate over the phone. And so you'll want to eliminate them, especially if they part of their job is to be on the phone. And you only want to interview the last few people standing, those people who have been weeded out by uh, your, your very thoughtful and intuitive team members, right? Get your team members feedback. Get them to tell you what they liked and did not like about a person. Be sure to set up some preset criteria so they can screen those resumes and just immediately eliminate some of them. That is the fastest way to narrow this down without you being the one to have to do all of this. And also it will provide a lot of insight because you know you have, may have a really wonderful paralegal who's been with you for a while and you know this new team member is going to need to work with this paralegal. So you want to involve this paralegal in helping to select that person um, because obviously they're, if they've been with you for a while, they're an employee that you like and uh, so their opinion will be important. This is a new way to handle this without making it so burdensome on you. And if you don't have anybody on your team yet to help you do this, you could also perhaps hire someone, uh, an HR professional who can help you with the screening. You might find somebody on Upwork. If you look for a virtual assistant who has an HR background, 
you may be able to hire them to help with some of this pre-screening work. All right, my fourth strategy, I did say I had three, but I actually have four, is to, the old way is to go with your gut on hiring. Well, you know, I'm just gonna trust my gut on this. And if you have nobody else, you know, what do you have to go for? I actually uh, really dislike the pre-screening process so much that I actually hired a colleague to help me pre-screen. And part of the reason why is because I am one of those relationship-oriented people and I can find something to like about most people. And I'm drawn to people who are a lot like me. So even though I might need somebody on my team who balances out my weaknesses, I'll be drawn to somebody who shares my strengths. So I used a colleague who is an HR professional uh, and who's coached people for many years on hiring to help me do some pre-screening to find people who were really a fit for what I was looking for, as opposed to going with my gut, because my gut is just not as trustworthy as I would like for it to be. But here's the new way. The new way is also, in addition to getting your team members' opinions and or maybe getting somebody else to help you screen, is to test, test, test. You want to bring out those personality tests, uh, those tests that will help you really get a good handle on the uh, the personality of the person and, and determine if they're a good fit, not only for the particular job you're hiring for, but also for your firm culture and if they'll fit in with the other team members. So I like Colby, uh, K-O-L-B-E, as a uh, test to help you see where people fall into the team. But my favorite tool is Clifton Strengths. Uh, I I love Chris, Clifton Strengths because it helps you determine which of four categories people fall into in terms of strength. Are they strategic thinkers? Are they relationship-oriented people? Are they executors? Are they predominantly influencers? Because then you can you can take that test yourself and see what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are, and you can hire accordingly. Um, it also tests about 34 different characteristics. Uh, my HR colleague loves DISC. She's been using it for years, so that's very popular. And recently, I learned about Omnia and Wonderlic. Two more out there, Omnia and Wonderlic, that both have uh, different characteristics that might help you. So check out check out the different personality profile options that are available and uh, decide which one is going to work best for you and your team in helping you to really sh give those shortlisted candidates. So you're only going to have those shortlisted candidates at two or three right at the top that you are considering to take these tests. It's well worth the nominal investment to help you make sure that you're making a good hire. I have a client who uses Omnia and they actually help her keep track of her team members. And so they will evaluate a candidate in the context of her law firm. And she says invariably when they have gone against the Omnia recommendation and they've hired somebody anyway that Omnia said they should not hire, Omnia has been right 100% of the time and they usually wound up losing them a few months later. So those uh, resources can really help you to identify who's going to be the best fit for your team. All right, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode where I've shared with you some different strategies to help you with hiring. I know it's an issue for people right now, so we really want to get good at this. And the key is to be systematic. Set up a system 
and get your team to help you implement that system on hiring. I do offer a 12-step hiring guide um, where I take you through all the steps that I recommend for your hiring process. If that's something that you would like, reach out to me. Um, you can send me a DM on Instagram at Wealthy Woman Lawyer and let me know that if you would like a copy of that, I'm happy to send it to you. Also, check out the Wealthy Woman Lawyer League. That is one of the bonuses in the league. If you join us in the league, you're going to get help not only with hiring, but with training systems, with firing systems, um, with um, setting up systems in your business. All of that is we takes place in the Wealthy Woman Lawyer League, where we not only provide you with um, all you know hundreds of cheat sheets, cheat sheets, and resources and guides, but also we meet weekly as uh, a group for a weekly mastermind to help you really laser coach you on solving your particular problems. So go check out the league at www.wealthywomanlawyer.com slash league and uh, be sure to uh, give us a like or a thumbs up if you're watching this on YouTube and if you're watching this on Instagram, um, be sure to let us know in the comments. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And I hope you've gained a lot from this podcast episode. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Wealthy Woman Lawyer podcast. If you have, we invite you to leave us a review on your preferred podcast platform. The more five-star reviews we have, the more women law firm owners will be able to positively impact. Your thoughts and opinions are so important to us. If you are a woman law firm owner who wants to scale your law firm to a million dollars or more in gross annual revenue and do it in a way that's sustainable and feels good to you, then we invite you to join us in the Wealthy Woman Lawyer League. The League is a community of highly intelligent, goal-oriented, and driven women law firm owners who are excited to support one another on their journeys to becoming wealthy women lawyers. We'll be sharing so much in the League in the coming year including the exclusive million-dollar law firm framework that until now, I've only shared with my private one-to-one clients. For more information and to join us, go now to www.wealthywomanlawyer.com slash lead. That's www.wealthywomanlawyer.com slash lead. Lead is spelled L-E-A-G-U-E. We look forward to seeing you soon in the league.